What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Building Code. I'm Charlie Burtwistle, alone in Omaha in the studio, but joined virtually with... Hey, everybody. Zach here. I would never, ever miss an episode of The Building Code. Of course not. I'm like, someone that made me fly solo recently. I did. Yeah. Or Sorry, not I, but some mysterious co-host that wasn't Zach did miss an episode earlier this week. There's only two, so who are we talking about? (laughs) Well, before we get too uh, into today's episode... Uh, I've been biting my tongue for a while on this because I wanted to do it live on the podcast. Zach Watovich got another promotion recently <laughs> to oh director of customer success. Uh, so everyone at home and listening online, let's give a round of applause to Zach. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, my, I love our, my, my first love is customer success. So it's an honor to get to be part of the department and I'm humbled. And I, I, I mean, if anyone in CS listens to this, I, jokingly said like I, I don't deserve it and i don't think i do but it's uh, i love builder trend and it's been a great opportunity for me and i'm excited yeah i i'm obviously very happy for you but i think what's cool in, in getting to do this podcast with you is i get to see you interact with our builders and our customers and thought leaders across the industry um from a front row seat so taking that um, and you know pulling it out from just this environment and displaying it onto to 20,000, 30,000 customers um, is going to do nothing but benefit Builder Trend and the industry as a whole. So really happy for you. Um, I had my fingers crossed that whole time, so I, I didn't mean any of the nice things I said. We can fall back into our facade of, of not being <laughs> friends now. That's right. Well, yeah, today, speaking of our customers, we have an awesome episode with Josh Schaefer at Raj and Wilco out in Denver, Colorado. And they actually did an on-site visit. So I'd love to, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit as a former on-site consultant. You know, you know, I have a huge uh, (laughs) fan club for our on-site consulting because it's kind of, it kind of is like my origin story is how I think of it in my head. So let's get Josh in here and really get to it to talk about his experience with not only Builder Trend as on-site consulting and really just all things construction. Hey, Josh, welcome to The Building Code. Really excited to have you on today. A little different for us. I'm virtual, so we're going to figure this out together. Uh, normally, Charlie and I are here in the studio. Uh, before we get into some of the topics today, you know, we always like to ask our guests, what do you, uh, what's your story? Tell us about how you got in construction and tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, fellas, thanks for having me. Um, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, our company's though, located out in Denver, Colorado. Um, I left after high school and I joined, I went to the Air Force Academy, joined the military and I was a, I was a pilot in the military for 10 years. Um, I grew up in construction. My father owned a uh, like framing, uh, framing company and he got into building as well. So I grew up, grew up in the industry. And then when I left for, you know, high school or left for college was, you know, I'm never, never coming back to this ever again. And then, uh, you know, when I got out and separated, um, you know, me and my wife had started uh, flipping houses here in Denver. Um, and then, you know, before I knew it, had gotten my license and, uh, you know, here we are, you know, we had started, you know, flipping houses and now we're, you know, building our first apartment this year. Uh, so, you know, we have employees. So it's, uh, you know, many people think I'm a little crazy for not you know, going and flying for the airlines and grinding it out in the construction development, you know, real estate industry. But 
uh, here we are. And I uh, wouldn't give it up for anything. So really happy. So just to help our, our listeners with the timeline a little bit, um, graduated college, uh, you mentioned you got a company now hiring employees. That's Raj and Wilco. What was kind of the transition from kind of doing your own thing, um, messing around, flipping houses with your wife uh, to founding the company and, and seeing it kind of grow over the year? Yeah, I have, I have that, you know, entrepreneurial mindset. Um, so, you know, timeline wise, I graduated in 2008 and I was in the military until uh, I separated in 2020. We started our company in 2017. So for two, three years, it was just my wife and I like flipping houses on the side, like, you know, getting, stepping out of the jet and then going and working on the houses and things like that. So they, you know, they would take longer than, you know, we can bang things out now. But, uh, you know, once I separated in January of 2020, right when COVID, you know, right when the pandemic kind of kicked off, it was a little nerve wracking, but, you know, I'd have that entrepreneurial mindset. And, you know, I saw just from, you know, my interactions with subcontractors and just the industry, one, I saw just all the opportunity that was available, um, especially in a market like Denver. Um, I saw the the shortage, the lack of good, solid general contractors. Um, so for me, it was, you know, just seeing that, that business opportunity. Um, and then really I had, you know, I'd worked for the man for, you know, 10 years and was kind of, was definitely over that and wanted to, you know, work for myself. And, um, I, you know, I would have always regretted, you know, not trying it and, you know, versus like going to fly for the airlines or something like that. And, um, so yeah, here we are. Did you end up in Colorado because of Colorado Springs and the Air Force Academy down there? No, I mean, my last duty station, so my last bait where I was assigned uh, was here in Denver okay. at a company called, I did like a liaison position, like it's like a test pilot for the civilian company that does a lot of, uh, you know, the armament and things for some of the special operations planes, uh, which one afforded me a lot of like extra side time because it was a small detachment and I didn't have a lot of oversight. So I was able to, you know, leave at two o'clock when I wasn't flying, you know, to go work on houses. But uh, no, my last duty station was here in Denver. So we had already lived here. Um, you know, we had thought about moving back to Detroit, but there wasn't that market, right? That hunger for, you know, good design and things like that just weren't there yet. Um, and we just felt like Denver, you have all these people moving here and it was just, you know, people were, you know, buyers were just gobbling up our, our stuff and we were putting out a good product. So it just, it really fit. So then maybe tell us a little bit more. I was uh, browsing the website, uh, before the podcast here, which looks beautiful by the way. Um, a little bit more about what you guys kind of specialize in. It looks like you do a little bit of everything. You mentioned building an apartment this year as well too, but what's the, uh, the Raj and Wilco bread and butter? Yeah. Our bread and butter is, you know, our business uh, is 50-50 between like client work and our own uh, spec work. So, you know, our bread and butter is like a design build project where whether we're buying a piece of land or a client is coming us, coming to us with a piece of land and saying, hey, we want X, you know, and and it was, it was new for us in that the company started out as just a construction company. Um, and what we found was that our, we were the client's first call where 
I would have thought, you know, usually that first call is to maybe like an architect, right? Of like, hey, we want to build a house or we want to remodel our house. And we always felt that we found that we were the first call. Like, hey, uh, we've got a you know old bungalow here in Denver. We want to remodel. And it's like, well, I'm not really your first call, you know, and because they're, they're asking for for bids and things like, well, I don't have anything to bid against. You know what I mean? There's no plans. You don't have, you're not set up, right? So we we ended up doing a ton of due diligence for those clients and like helping them get set up and it's like, okay, call, you know, go meet with this architect first, you know, and get us some plans and we can consult along the way. And we were doing a lot of that work for free. Right. And so it's just last year uh, we started our own like Roger Moco design where we do all of our own architecture um, and interior design. And that's ran by uh, my wife, Colleen. Um, so we kind of fell into that. Um, and then, you know, as far as, cause we also have a, a development company that is really our umbrella company over the construction and design company. So um, our bread and butter is like our own spec projects. Um, I've never spent a dollar on any marketing advertising. So, you know, social media and selling our own projects really kicked off just, Hey, look what these guys can do. Right. Cause I'm, I'm kind of working, I was working against the grain when I would have people calling me, Hey, can you build me a custom home? It was like, well, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in that. Right. So there was some clients that had to kind of put their trust into me that I could get it done. So it was always very helpful to have, you know, I've never done anything in someone else's home that I haven't done on one of my own projects myself. Um, and that's including any commercial stuff, which we've just started to get into. So, you know, as far as being in a niche, we're still trying to find that find like what our niche is i'm not i'm not to be completely honest sure if i want to be building just custom homes for the next 20 years or you know do i do we really love this um you know the commercial side and building an apartment right where just on the from like a revenue stream you know you know building a, a 30 unit apartment i'd have to build five or six houses right to to you get that same type of revenue uh, where, you know, those bodies in terms of employees, you know, project management supervision, you know, I can stick a PM and a super on one job site for 18 months versus like having them spread out against four, you know, four jobs, four or five job sites. So, you know, go back to your original question of like, Hey, what's your bread and butter? I, you know, I would honestly say that we're still figuring that out a little bit. Um, you know, we've tried honestly everything uh, for me right now, especially on the client side is, um, you know, I'm a big, big problem solver. You know, I love, I love figuring things out and, you know, so, you know, we don't turn down basement remodels and we don't turn down like new custom homes. We, we kind of flip the tables a little bit, like doing our due diligence process of making sure that that relationship will work. You know what I mean? We, I'm all about you know, enjoying that experience of building someone a home. So, you know, we don't want, I don't want me or my people to become, you know, there's just these whipping posts that, you know, it's like, just build this. And we like to have that relationship, right? And we really explain to our clients that, you know, we go, you, you go from a couple of first dates to having kids, right? Overnight sometimes. And so you really have to make sure that relationship works out well. And that, you know, can we see, you know, having a beer in the backyard of this new home, you know, 18 months from now, right? Is that relationship, because there's going to be ups and downs, right? Of building someone a home or doing the full interior gut, like 
there's just so many surprises and, you know, the, the, you're talking to them every day and, and there's so many things to work through. So you have to be sure that, Hey, this relationship is, is going to work. So, you know, we've, I've definitely turned down a lot of work because I just don't, I didn't see that good fit right with that, with that client. Um, so uh, yeah, to go, again, to go back to your original question, we don't, we're not really sure yet what our direct, you know, exact niche is. We're just honestly enjoying what we have going on right now. Um, you know, we're fully, fully booked out for, for 2023. Um, we've already got some stuff planned for 2024. So, you know, we're all about, you know, especially for me as an entrepreneur, like finding that balance, you know, between enjoying life, um, you know, especially during the, my time in the military, I was gone a lot. You know, I did, I did eight deployments in, in 10 years and it was just, it was a lot, right? So there's like this finding this good balance between, you know, me and my wife have four kids and there's entering sports and activities. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to, I'm not, that's, we're not, you know, we're not 25, 26 anymore where we still have that hunger and we'll grind, but I, you know, we can't, we can't work 16 hours a day. You know what I mean? That, that sometimes it takes. So, um, for, yes, for me and my wife, it's about finding just a good balance, a work-life balance, um, and being entrepreneurs. It makes a, a ton of sense. A couple of things sticking out to me. I think it's a good thing to diversify the type of work you're doing in construction. We've had a lot of guests on the podcast, uh, economists even come in and say they see that a lot. You know, you never know what part of the residential or commercial market is going to go where. You know, in 2008, the housing market goes down and there was some impact on the commercial side, but a lot of builders started to take on more of that. So, and I've even worked with clients where they do have both in, as, you know, insurance they always have continuous work. Um, so I think that's really normal. It makes a ton of sense. The second thing that's really interesting is we're, we've had a lot of like different guests kind of give us different perspectives on the construction lifestyle. So I really like your take on you, you kind of, you were a, a man of service. You worked for the military, you sacrificed so much and now construction is a means to end up, you know, give your employees a great life, give you a great life. Um, and I, I really love that kind of mindset. Um, from a business strategy, which is like, this is a means to an end to give back to my community in a different way, but still be able to enjoy my time with my family. Yep. No, exactly. Um, and a lot of those things are just so, you know, so connected from, you know, my employees. And like you mentioned, you know, not only do I want to be, have a good work-life balance, I also don't want my employees work until eight o'clock every night. Right. Cause then you just, it leads to burnout and the, the industry is hard enough, Right as it is with, you know, that I have to, we have to constantly get better and better at like what we call expectation management with our clients. Right. And we have this growing list of, Hey, make sure we talk about all of these things. So if there's a lesson learned from another project, make sure we're telling these new clients, like, Hey, expect this, right. And especially like logistical nightmares we were dealing with. And those could be, because those things, you know, everyone always wants something to, to, to blame or it, it needs to end somewhere. And it usually ends with the general contractor. So it's, you know, setting ourselves up so that we, you know, trying to avoid, avoid that, avoid that bad conversation um, at all costs, which, you know, again, a lot of times now falls on my project managers and, you know, it's, it's such a people industry, right. And in, from the business side of things, I always, you know, kind of have that McDonald's mindset of, you know, one day, like, I don't want to sell my company, but one day maybe, right. And it, you have to set that up so that someone could come in and, and, and buy the company. Right. And, 
um, it is such a people driven like industry and company. Like that is the value that we bring is my people. And like, I am fully aware of that and I'm not, nothing that's not lost on me. And, um, you know, I have to, I have to keep and train great people, right? If you ask, I mean, if you ask any other builder, GC, or even a, a plumber, like what their biggest pain point is, it's finding good people, you know, it's, and, you know, I can, I, I even have to, as the boss, explain that to my clients, right? When they're, when they're upset, because they, you know, a lot of them are, are high net with high net worth individuals who operate at a high speed and they expect certain things. And, you know, I have to kind of help set those expectations sometimes of, of the struggles I face as an employer, right. And, and keeping and finding good talent. And it's, it's hard enough to even pull people into the industry, man, let alone retain that. Right. It's, it's, it's the biggest struggle we have. So I think, you know, that work-life balance and the happiness, man, I'm trying to, trying to solve that, right. Of how do I, cause there's what I found, I mean, how do we make every day a good day? Right. And no one wants to live. No one wants to look ahead to the week knowing that man, two of these five days are going to be terrible. It's like, man, like what, you don't want to start the week, right? Like it's, that sounds terrible. So when I'm watching football on Sunday night, you know, it's always, do you, do you, are you looking forward to going to work on Monday or it's like, man, I don't want my Sunday to ever end. Right. We've all, we've all like been there. Um, the Sunday scaries are real. Oh, they're real. <laughs> it's it amplified real. by where you work. <laughs> yeah. And it's even worse, right? If you got a client to call at nine o'clock on Monday morning and tell them, Hey, you got a, a $10,000 change order coming their way. Right. That's an even a worse situation. That's a bad situation to be in. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, it's refreshing to talk to you and your your perspective on uh, not just your employee relationships, but your client relationships. You know, Zach and I working at Builder Trend, we talk about home builders a lot. And I think it's oftentimes easy for us to kind of get lost in the um, obscurity of it all. It's like people build houses, they move on, they make money, they do another estimate, they make more money, they move on. And that's why we love doing the podcast is getting to talk to people like you. And I think just the mindset of like, can I envision them having a beer on the back patio or is this mm -hmm. going to be a, I mean, you know, buying a house and building a house other than getting married and having kids and stuff is the largest thing you'll do in your life. So to be a part of that and make it special for that person is refreshing yeah. to hear for sure. Yeah. And we, and we get that part, you know, it's, I tell that to, to the, our employees, like you, it, it doesn't seem like much at times, but like, I love, I love working for, maybe the blue collar clients here in Denver that, you know, bought their house 15 years ago, they, and they're going to do, you know, a, a, a line of credit or a refi to pull that money out. And it's like, man, this, this couple is trusting you with like, is trusting us with a lot of times now, you know, our min projects are like seven, $800,000. That's a lot of money. And we get some, sometimes we get numb to the fact that like, oh, okay, they have a million dollar budget. And it's like, man, no, they're trusting with you a million dollars. And a lot of times, like these people work their butts off, right, to save and save and buy this house at the right time. And they're never going to do this again. For a lot of it, they're never, they're not going to go through this process, maybe again, until they retire, if that, right? So it's, we, like, we, we understand that and appreciate it. And I don't let, you know, our people ever for, forget that point. And, you know, that we try and deliver not only a good product, but just like a really good experience, um, you know, for them. 
Well, you know, speaking of relationships, that's I'm, I work in our customer success team. We brought you on today to talk about our on-site consulting service. I used to be an on-site consultant yeah. myself, and that was my, my favorite part about working in that service was like those relationships you build. I still have builders that I talk to. So you did it. Who was your consultant? I just want to give them a little shout out. And then, you know, Chloe. tell us about your Chloe. Oh, my girl. She was yeah, the Chloe. bomb. Yeah, everyone loves her. Yeah, everyone Chloe. Chloe is a, she is a superstar. She's got the brightest of futures. Um, so tell me about that experience and kind of, you know, what what made you go with on-site consulting and how did, how did you come to the decision to, you know, go through that process to kind of expedite your builder trend implementation? Yeah, our story is probably very similar to a lot of other builders. Um, we had signed up, you know, our builder trend account was probably nearing like two years old and it was just six months ago that we did the on-site consulting and so you know when not that we were necessarily doing things wrong it was as we grew and grew right you saw we had our builder front account we only had you know maybe two or three projects you know we weren't utilizing all the functionality but you can kind of get away with you know get away with it but it's like now we have you know 10 12 projects going on so it was i got to a point and over the summer where my PMs are, are just on me, right? It's like, oh, this is, we need a better process, but it gotta be a better process. And, you know, for me, it was, I'm a prideful guy. I let my pride get in the way for probably six months, right? I'm like, no, we can figure this out. We don't have to, you know, um, so it was, we had done a year of just trying to work our way through it um, until we, you know, we got to a point, uh, my senior PM and I, Cassie went to, uh, and on the uh, builder trend on the road, it was you know hosted here in Denver, and we learned about the onsite consulting, and you know we talked to I forget who the salesman was, but it was like oh this is exactly what we need, exactly what we need, and it was you know once we started that on onsite consulting with just that you know kind of due diligence period where we're meeting once or twice a week, you know which a lot of it, it was just kind of music to our ears right of of, hey, we're not alone. And, you know, Chloe make, Chloe kind of reminding us of that, of like, hey, you guys aren't alone. And it was so refreshing to really, from her, like, hey, this is what other builders do. And you guys aren't alone. Like we've, and it was it was just good to hear, like we thought it was like doom and gloom of like, oh, how do we fix, how do we make it better? And Chloe's like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you just do, we gotta do this, this, and this. And, you know, it was really a, a mindset shift um, where we dealt with that a lot in the military. But here, you know, that analogy held true of, you know, it, builder train can't like be customized like every single builder, right? It's, it's everyone has to learn the tools and how it works, how it's connected. And then we can customize it just the way we operate to use the functionality and you know that's what i had gotten to in you know, one of my first conversations with chloe was like i know we have to make this work because i've i've been out there i've been searching like i'm a systems and processes guy and i want this to be clean and there isn't another solution you know for our size company there's just not another good solution so we and yeah so i mean through that whole process with her it just i know it was like literally you, you we came out the other side of the tunnel like almost as like a different company and, you know, and I'm not like 
like builder trends not paying me to say this right but it was just it we're so it's so different now and the struggles that like my pms and um you know it's they're they feel better right they're more confident in the job they do they know how to how everything is connected right and it just almost like a like a light switched right where in it, it i don't know it just it just worked and it worked out really well and and then you know for any any other builders or companies out there using it that don't want to take that next step you know because of the cost that's maybe associated with it you know it's it's worth it you know it, it was it's worth it um and it just helped us helped us tremendously it helped us tremendously um and now we're really really firing all cylinders um and honestly it's so nice then one of the outcomes on my end is you know once we get click in and you know my supers are filling out their daily logs like they should and, and connecting everything it's such an enjoyable experience for me as the boss right to now that's the first thing i do in the morning is going and read all the daily logs right it's because i don't you know i try to tell the pns and so I, I don't want to talk to you guys every day i love you guys but i don't want to talk to you every day or like we can use this system right and you can lean on me and use me when you need to and you know, without you know without build a trend you know things little things like that like that that's not even possible right it's back to texts and emails and phone calls so yeah yeah well obviously huge shout out chloe um I, <laughs> of course she listens to every episode i'm sure but if she doesn't she'll definitely yeah. have to check this I'm one out texting her right after this to you know <laughs> steer the heads up so right. just so you know one thing that you mentioned in there that we that we kind of glossed over, Josh, with the on-site consulting, um, and again, I don't want to make this super salesy pitchy, but I do think it's important to, to call out, is it's not just the, the day or two that they come out um, to your business and location, uh, but it's all the pre-work too. Could you maybe talk to the listeners just a little bit about what kind of like that pre-work and the recurring sessions are like leading up to the actual visit? Right. I, I would argue that, yes, we did... I want to say about six weeks of pre-work and then it was the two days of on-site consulting and then it even extended past that uh for like i think another three four weeks where you know as we implemented the things we did that we you know set in place during the on-site period you know that follow-up with chloe of hey how's this working do we need to pivot at all um so yeah i would say the whole thing was more like two months long um i was really impressed uh you know, with the the pre the pre work that was done, and that it was not we got all the hard work done. And when I say hard work, like really digging into how we do things, and so that when when Chloe was here in person, like RPMs and you know me, Cassie, we had like specific questions, right? That we could like really dial things in, and we weren't wasting anyone's time, right? So it never at any point turned into this this like educational where it was more of like an informative session you know never got there and i could see if we didn't have the pre-work that period that two that those two days man you could just got lost and then you know going down a bunch of rabbit holes and teaching people what you know how to use estimates and bid packages like that wasn't the point and i think you know even you know i'm in a networking group and that's when I, you know, advertise or, or promote like, hey, the onsite, onsite consulting piece of Builder Trend, it's I always caveat, I'm like, make sure that you and your employees, like, you know the system really well, so that if you're going to spend this money and then, you know, someone's going to come out and do this training, that the team is 
is set up and like you know what you want to get out of it um you know and for us it was uh you know that 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 pre-work was so important and and to get through all the all the grind work you know what i mean of of like hey how do you how do you sign on a lead and it was nice just to get all that over with where and then you know just a ploy asking questions of us like oh and I've, never, I've never thought about how we do that right and it's like getting all that out of the way to where even those conversations during the onsite consulting wasn't a 1v1 with like me and Chloe, right? We had already worked out all those things. So like Chloe, Chloe came just prepared to, to really get, you know, to really dig in and, and focus on, you know, the pain points and how do we navigate them? Yeah, Josh, we hear this a lot as I've worked with a lot of customers and it's really interesting because I think there is kind of a point of no return where you really commit some people do the onsite to that some people figure it out on their own because they've been paying for the subscription for two years and similar stories sometimes it's both i think what i'm always interested in because i think the you know you, you joke about having a lot of pride like that's not a common trait in contractors they're not you know they're not <laughs> i hate to stereotype but like they've had a process that they've done for a long time it's made them successful and when they come to a software vendor and they're like hey you're, you're gonna have to change a little bit their reactions can be pretty they can be pretty like oh really like i thought i could just get it to do everything i want and so i'm curious like in your experience you know chloe's uncovering these things in her process like how much did you actually have to change fundamental structures of your business to make builder trend fully work for you we we so i didn't have to change too much i'm you know in the in the in the military we say you know if you had enough bananas you could teach a monkey to fly <laughs> and so I'm, I'm using that in a meeting yeah, next yeah. week. The, I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Uh and it and it's so true. Like people like look at like me flying in a, a jet and being like, oh my God, like you just must be the smartest person in the world, right? Like all these guys doing it's like that's not it. You know, it's like we do that's the one thing the military is good at, it's like training, like training you know, 22 year old lieutenants and handing them over a $30 million plane to fly. And they, right. They get it. And that's taxpayer money. Right. So me coming in, like, you know, and the way we were flipping houses, like I'm, I'm not running my business, you know, seat of the pants, Excel sheets, Google drive for four different, you know, air table and all these other things. I just, I ain't doing it. Right. And so I'm a big believer in what really, I loved about Builder Trend in the beginning was like the to-dos and the checklists. And because I'm a firm believer that even though every house is very custom, it's different, the process is the same. So I can, I'm a big believer that I can build a 300 step checklist to build a house. And that's what's beautiful about Builder Trend is like it had that. And I was like, oh, I just I globbed onto that, right? Where it's like, oh, this fits how like I want to do business, right? And and, you know, the more, even it, it doesn't take, we always thought that, and it's still a little bit like our subcontractors are, are a bit of a limiting factor and really allowing the system to work at its full capacity, right? We're always struggling with, um, hey, stop bothering me for when you're gonna do your rough end plumbing, like check the, you can check the other trend, right? Um, and, you know, that's that's a bit of a process, but, you know, we're even working through it. And I, I find that, after a little bit and you know we invite our subcontractors to the office it's like hey i know this you know i know you're not you know technologically savvy but hey bring your computer in i will i will take time out of my day to show you how to 
open up this big package request in your email. The plans are right there, you know, and, and then you come back in, submit it. I don't even need you to open in a builder trend account, but I, I do need you to bid like this. You know what I mean? And we're pretty, you know, it's helped, you know, we're somewhat stern. It's like, Hey, if you don't want to do business our way, then, you know, we can, I'm sorry, but we can't do business with you. And we, we have let go of a lot of subs where it's like, Hey, we have this new standard now and our it's the expectation of our clients. And we're going to have that same expectation um, as with you. Right. And, um, and that's what separates the good subcontractors from like a business side because there's a lot of good craftsmen. There's not a lot of good business owners. And sometimes they, they forget that and they lose that. And that's, um, you know, we're big on documentation and being organized and I'm not going to chase people down for payments to make sure, you know, you're getting paid and um, we'll use, you know, use the system and the process and let's get, let's, allow those things to be simple so we can focus on being out in the field more and doing the stuff that matters so yeah that's uh i i feel like the only other question i have for you then is you know kind of what's next i feel like you've you you, you did the on-site you learned a ton you established the processes um you're hiring more people um what's kind of next on your your to-do list or, or what are you looking forward to the most in the upcoming year in the upcoming year i think it's for me personally, um, getting back to a point where I'm just working, you know, eight hours a day, um, you know, putting more trust into my employees now that we have, you know, a good system and process through Builder Trend in place and letting that kind of work itself out, um, you know, continuing to to grow the grow the business uh, in terms of, you know, maybe stepping into more uh, commercial work. Um, you know, we just uh, hired our first like bookkeeper. And, uh, so that was, you know, I've been a real joy and, and making that connection between, you know, say QuickBooks and, and builder trend and, um, you know, maybe fixing that process a little bit. And that's, you know, one thing, my hope for, for builder trend is, you know, they, they kind of incorporate more of that like financial side. And cause I would say, um, right now we use builder trend, uh, gusto and QuickBooks, right? And it's like, how do we, how do you make it even better? You know what I mean? It's like, man, I feel like you guys have figured out like 85, 90% of it. And, uh, you know, so that's my, my hope for, for the best. I think Builder Trend is, is a lot residential based. So we're still working through, you know, is it, is it, uh, how does it work on the commercial side? And while I have a high hopes that it, it's going to be all, you know, all fine, but, um, you know, we're, we're right there. And I think, you know, overall, if I was to say one last thing, it's, you know, like anything, and someone said this at the on the road thing, it's like, man, you're going to get out of this, what you put into it. it this, this doesn't happen by itself, right? Builder Trend does not make a disorganized company organized. Like you got to put the work in, you got to set up things correctly, right? Do that, put that 80, 80, 120 hours in now set your tent, like, set your templates up and do those things. Cause then, man, I'm in that place right now where we did do all that hard work and it just, it feels so good. You know what I mean? It, everything is just really clicking right now. And um, so, yeah, I think we're excited for 2023 looking for a little more sunshine, but uh, yeah, we're excited. Gosh, man, we could talk for you three hours of your time. This has <laughs> been an amazing conversation that it just, 
float right on by. We have to we have to call for today. But is there any you know last parting words you can give our listeners about uh, kind of recommendations on on you know how to get started with Builder Trend? Reach out, reach out. Go to go to your website. Reach out. I will say that the the customer service and um, you know the the access that you have available to to even down to my super like it's bar none the best I've ever, ever dealt with even during my time in the military. So, you know, I even, even if I know the answer sometimes to a question from like a, a PM, like I'll force them to just log on and ask you guys and not that, and that's just so that they get comfortable with that. Right. Cause um, so yeah, I think it's fairly easy to reach out and uh, I can most assuredly say uh, people won't regret it. Well, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on today. Um, and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. All right, Charlie, we just had Josh in here talking about all things in his business and his builder train experience, his on-site consulting. And I'm going to actually take it. Usually I kick it to you, but I'm, oh. I'm grabbing it for myself. Wow. Yeah, okay. Right. It must be I'm that giant cup. coffee that you drank throughout <laughs> the course the of the interview. It's, it's the director title. It's the whole thing. It's yeah. just going in my head. That was awesome. We, you know, we obviously talked to Josh a lot about his business and, and we always talk to our customers about our business, but for, you know, for whatever reason, I felt like we got into some topics that maybe we hadn't even planned to talk about today. And, you know, my big takeaway is this is a common theme coming up again and again. It's like a hiring strategy. The number one problem that people face is getting people to good people that you can rely on. Uh, and hopefully our listeners who listen to the building code, you know, understand that those challenges are not isolated right and but having kind of a, a process around it and really hold it having a standard that, that really stuck out to me when he was talking about his subcontractors and, and that they you know he, he's turned people away because they don't follow a process and like that takes a lot of sacrifice in your own workflow and processes so i'm really really interesting to get into those things and obviously I, I, chloe coming up i literally like that may have been the coffee uh, but I was so I was so jacked. Like I know I'm on Zoom, so maybe my face isn't like on YouTube. But like I just had this <laughs> the goofiest smile because I can see myself. <laughs> and she's she's incredible. Our onsite team does an amazing job, and it just fires me up. Which is why I wanted to take the intro. What what were your takeaways for the outro? <laughs> well, Zach, I think you just about nailed them all there. The for people that are listening and not watching on YouTube, Zach had like a five gallon mug of coffee that he <laughs> drank throughout the course of that. Um, caffeine, but no, I, I, yeah, Josh was great. I think the, the only thing that stuck out to me that you didn't already hit on was the way, you know, I asked what seemingly was an easy question that turned out to be quite diverse is what's your bread and butter. And it was so fascinating to hear him talk through how they, how and why they kind of don't, or I shouldn't say they don't have a bread and butter. They have about 10 different bread and butters. And I think you made the comment when we had, you know, Mark Bow, the economist on, that was one of the things that he recommended, you know, small to medium sized home builders do is diversify their business. See if there's, you know, small commercial problem, commercial projects that you can take on. See if you can get into the, the remodeling space. Um, and that's just going to not only increase your, your, your client base, you know, for the, the next round of projects and word of mouth and things like that, uh, but also just make you a more kind of solid uh, foundation business um, to be able to weather all sorts of different kind of storms. So yeah, Josh was on, I, f I feel like everyone are, you know, 
Nicole does such a great job uh, booking all of our guests. Every person that we talk to is just uh, I'm fascinated by. So, yeah, I think that was I think that was uh, about it. You got anything else? That's it. Just make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Sometimes we're in the studio. Sometimes we're not. You never know where we're going to be. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, and, and we'll check you guys next time. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. I'm Zach Watovich. See you then. Thanks for watching the video. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content brought to you by Builder Trend.